1999, a slightly disturbing young man declared that we are soldiers of hell. We are neither soldiers, nor from hell, but like obedient little sleeper agents we have gradually recruited people from popular culture to create a military force to be reckoned with. Each episode we'll be nominating someone new to join our ranks. Hello listeners. Join us in the car again. Yes. We love driving-based podcasts, don't we? We do. I think it, uh, it's because of the journey. Mm. Uh, <laughs> not because yes. of journey, No, the band. No. Although, you know, I like, it. I like a bit of journey. Anyway, you join us, as, uh, as Spencer said. Um, I'm Andy. I'm Spence. Uh, as are, he said. Are, are, <laughs> <laughs> and it's good night from me. <laughs> um, yeah, we're on our way to... Uh, Spamalot. Spamalot. Yes. Um, Monty Python Spamalot, which I believe is inspired by the events of Monty Python and the Holy Grail, which we're very much looking forward to seeing. Which was also inspired by the events of the Holy Grail. Um, so, I, I'm, I'm driving, so I'm, I'm, I'm not operating any handheld device whilst doing so. I am. Well, you're a passenger, that's fine. Um, I'm, I'm not a passenger, no. <laughs> Ooh. I've just had a message, I'm not reading it because I'm driving. Yes, you're a good boy. So I this try. is interesting, isn't it? So we normally kind of talk about pop culture, but we don't have a specific event and or thing. What, what, what are we going, it's a play, isn't it, I suppose? Musical. Yeah. We don't have a, a specific thing that we talk about. Um, don't, don't think though that this is some sort of arts theatre review programme. Um, we're not going to go all Will Gompers on you, but um, I'm looking forward to this. It's the first time I've been out to a... Anywhere. A play, really, for, <laughs> for a long, long time. A long time. I basically knocked on your door and you said, and I said, are you coming out to play? And you said... I asked my mum yeah. and... She looked at me and said, I'm your wife, you're 37. <laughs> and I'm not coming out to play, I'm coming out to a play. Yeah. Um, only if you finish all your peas, which I did. And that's it. Um, we're also, well, we're not really going to see the uh, the busy nightlife of Derby City Centre on a Saturday night, because we're going to be fairly well contained within the theatre slash shopping complex. Um, but it's uh, it's a nice event to look forward to. It is. I don't actually know much about this, so I'm excited to come yeah. along for the ride. But it, how different will it be to the film? Well, I suppose it, the information I've had is it's, it's two hours twenty minutes time in total, minus a, an interval. So you're looking at roughly two hours. Yeah. So I suppose that's I can't remember how long the film is. I think it's shy of an hour and a half. I think it's quite short, relatively. So, I think this is going to be all the material from the film plus extra songs okay. to make up the difference. I suppose we'll find out. And extra spam? Because spam didn't actually feature in the film, did it? No. However, there's the famous Monty Python spam song and stuff, isn't there, from the, the TV, TV series? Yeah, but the, the it was Camelot in in the film, so uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll look forward to that and seeing just how similar it is. I mean, I don't know much about the play, but it ticks all the right boxes for me. Monty Python, yes. Musical, yes. King Arthur, yes. It's 
it's hitting all my buttons. Good. Well, I look forward to that. We've, we've pulled up at a red light. As is, as is the protocol. We have set it off at a green light. This is unique to us. <laughs> we normally do it the other way around. This is... What's that in the distance? That's, that, that's a hospital. Oh, I thought it was. Yeah, that's right, listeners. You're <laughs> listening to two approaching middle aged men narrate their journey from a suburb to a city centre. <laughs> <laughs> approaching middle aged is, yeah. is pushing it somewhere. <laughs> Do you reckon? Absolutely middle aged. That's assuming we both live to 17 ish. Yeah. Okay. We'll see you probably on the other side. Yes. Or at least at the interval, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Sort of. Yeah, we'll see how it's going. Well, be those nerds stood in the corner of the bar talking to a handheld device. Yes, I work in media. Yes, I'm narrating my own podcast. Yeah, we don't get sponsored. So what? We do it for the love. What have you got? Gardening. <laughs> see you later. We said we'd do another one at half time. And here we are at half time. It's not a football match. <laughs> It's not actually half time because the first half is 50 minutes and the second is 60. So it's 40, 45% time. You do the math. It's good though, isn't it? It is, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. It's um, in some ways different to what I expected, in other ways, exactly what I expected. It is Holy Grail plus more songs. Yeah, some really good ones actually. Yeah. I, uh, I'm impressed with the power ballads. Yes, there's a lot of that. Um, um, I like the silliness, which is you, it's sort of part of the course of Monty Python, but I like that's what I like. I mean, really enjoying the silliness of it. I'm also really enjoying the fact that even though it's 2018, some people have clearly dressed up quite fancy to go to the theatre. Unlike us. No, I've had my top hat and tails at home. I've still got my waistcoat on. <laughs> I'd rather do it this way around, though, than just come wearing a cummerbund. <laughs> the only thing you need is a cummerbund. Just one that's large what, cummerbund. That's what the Beatles said. <laughs> there was a very Beatles song in it, wasn't there? Mm. Let It Be. Yeah. Well, it's probably one note different to Let It Be. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very close. The, um, the thing I said in the previous segment, though, about the film never had a mention of spam, I was massive. Wrong. Yeah, it does. It's Bob Keith Ray's, really. In fact, in fact, they called the show Spam a lot because of the line in the song. That we ham and jam and spam a lot. I'm going to hand in my nerd cummerbund and, and retire from this game. What? Come a nerd. Benedict come a nerd. <laughs> no, no, that's the band that uh, it was it was in before he did. Don't leave me this way. <laughs> come come a nerds. <laughs> well, we have another two fifths of the. How, what's the math again? Fifty-five percent. I can see the grail. Oh my god, I can see the grail. The actual grail that they're held up during the show. Can you pour your bit? We've got a half time. It's not half time. We've got a half time beer. Yeah, if you could pour it in, that wouldn't be frowned upon at all. You know, for this weekend, I tried to get you some black sheep holy ale, grail, that you can that they make. Perfect. But I couldn't get hold of it. I couldn't find it anywhere. 
Are you sure it exists? It does exist. I've seen it before. You've got a, you've got a quest. <laughs> quest. I've failed, failed my quest before this weekend, but yes, that'll be my quest the next time yeah. I see you. Post show breakdown. <laughs> well, I can honestly say I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that. It was uh, amusing throughout, laugh out loud, funny in. Uh, in uh, more portions than I probably had hoped for. More portions? Yeah. Oh, nice portions. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, I'll have a portion of humour, please. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Really enjoyed it. The music was significantly better than I was hoping for as well. Speaking of post-show breakdown, I wasn't actually saying you were the having car's fun. broken down. We're driving again. I am not behind the wheel, though. No. And no one is having a post-show breakdown. Unless they're backstage. Unless, yeah. Yeah. Um, very silly. Very enjoyable. Different enough from the film to make it worth going to see. Similar enough to get all the necessary references in. And a few references from one, modern culture, and two, other Monty Python sketches and films. Yeah. Yeah. Which was interesting, actually, because I did wonder whether, if this was successful, would they do a Life of Brian film? But based on the fact that they're using the song, Always Look at the Bright Side of Life, you kind of sort of written that one out, haven't they? What would they do if they were going to do that? I think Eric Idle wrote that song. Yes, he did, yeah. He, did he perform it at the Olympic closing ceremony, didn't he? Did he? Yeah. Can't remember. You know, well, yeah, and then he got a load of Bangra dancers out with him and started doing it. To the, it was very bizarre. Anyway, not as good as the way that was performed. I enjoyed that. Very good. So what's next? Are you going to write your own musical comedy? <laughs> yes, it's... Um, I haven't thought of the subject matter yet, but I'm thinking about uh, the life of Bob Carroll G's. <laughs> 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 it's a, a Bob Carroll G's Bob Carroll G's horror mashup <laughs> Spit the dog on your grave <laughs> Oh my god Oh sorry Bob if any offence caused <laughs> He's not dead is he? Because that is a really insensitive <laughs> joke If he is <laughs> Spit on Bob no, Carroll G's grave Oh no, one day it will be true. Yeah, but not, but not, not today. Hopefully not today, hopefully not for a very long time. Friends and family of Bob and Bob himself. The problem is, if you put this out as a podcast, I know you can delete it, but... It's it out there forever. It stays there, doesn't it? Yeah. One day that's going to make someone cry. <laughs> oh God. I feel a bit bad now. I genuinely love Bob Carroll as well. Isn't he in, um, I think he's in Phoenix Nice briefly, isn't he? Is he? I'm sure, I was watching him the other day. And I'm sure there's a bit where it cuts away to like a fake Kilroy type talk show and Bob Carroll is and Spit the Dog is the host. Are the host. Is the host. I don't know. Is it singular or plural? I don't know. What's the correct <laughs> Bob and Spit yeah. grouping? Uh, anyway, yeah. So, I don't know if that's got legs. The musical, <laughs> I mean, not the puppets. <laughs> So you come home from a show like Spamalot, which is a theatre production <laughs> based on many years of comedy pedigree, really. Yeah, I mean, basically, it's comedy gold. It's 
they would have to go pretty far of the mark to get it wrong. Yes. You'd have to have bad actors, bad timing, bad music, just bad everything, really. Even the most hard hardened viewer would have watched that and thought, it's all right. Yeah, because it's based on a foundation of quality. Yeah, something that I think is um, ingrained into British culture. Absolutely. But, you know, King Arthur, the legend of King Arthur. I was more thinking of Monty Python. Well, no, I was going to say, <laughs> and Monty yeah. Python. Twice over, then. So, you, you add those two things together and it's gold. So then we came home. <laughs> well, what did we do? I mean, in hindsight, the writing was on the wall, on the visual. The It's billed as the worst film ever made, so... There's no mucking about with expectations there, is there? <laughs> no, we come from a cultural touchstone to the room. Which is also now, I suppose, becoming a cultural touchstone at the other end of the spectrum. Have you seen The Disaster Artist? I haven't. I'm keen to watch it now. Yes, much more so than I was before. I thought, oh, that's a bit of a weird indie film, not that forced. But, you know, whatever. I didn't really know what it was about. Now I know what it's about. Now I've seen the film that it's about. I absolutely must see it. Yes, I want to watch it now. Yeah. Yes, I don't think there's a better time to watch it than that. Because it's in that perfect spot of where... I could watch Love Thy Neighbour and think it's... Comedy gold compared to what we've just watched. Well, apart from the horrific racism, of course. The the uh, the room is everything that everybody else has said about. It. I like. There's nothing we can say that hasn't already been said about the room. But I'm glad we've watched it. Yeah, and I think that's the weird thing. I am glad I've watched it. And like you say, there's nothing that I can say now that will add to what hasn't been said in other forums. The only thing I think that maybe I could say is, whatever you've read, believe it. Yeah. Because you come into a film like that thinking, worst film ever made, okay, fair enough. I've seen Sharknado 2. And you think... It'll be a bit of a laugh. It's really not. Even in... It, it, it goes to show just how difficult and how laborious and how painstaking it is to make even a, a mediocre film that critics will savage just for being okay. That's actively bad. And it's weird that like the level of expectation we've got now because if you think of Snakes on a Plane, that became big business yeah. because of its name and that Samuel L. Jackson said his quote and and the fact that it's got him in it. And you think, well, one, how did he agree to do it in the first place? Two, it's just a bad movie with a weird title. And then you sort of skip on a couple of years and you've got Sharknado. And then... They've got Sharknado, what, five or six? Yeah, five is the new one. 
Which I think is which based... Is the last one, I think. Based in London. Which, it's just bizarre. But all those films are... They know their audience. They know they're playing to people who will lap up something that is just rubbish, but still has a few cultural references in it. I suppose those films are playing to the same audience that would have gone to, like, B-movies yes. in the 50s and 60s. Whereas The Room is a film that think, that was trying to be amazing and has ended up being the worst. Yeah, and it's, you can't just bracket things as bad or good. You have to consider them in the context of what they're trying to represent. If I made a film now on a handicam... Do they still bring handicams? <laughs> I hope so. Is a handicam a thing? If not, it just sounds like a sexual metaphor. Um, if I made a film now, it would be the worst film ever made because of the technology. So it, it, it's not, by definition, the worst film ever made, but it is the worst film that's trying to be a proper film It's the worst ever film made. that's had Hollywood... Acknowledgement is probably the right thing to say. It's even got like on the back of it, on the back of his case, he's got the audacity to put like Sundance Film Awards on the back, which it can't have. Yeah, let me just, does that just mean it was an entrant? I'm going to read the small print. He's off. He's off to the other side of the room to pick up the room on Blu-ray. What's it say? Right, it actually says winner. Audience Award, New York Film Festival. Right, it doesn't say what year, and it doesn't say in what category. That could have won the winner at Shittest Film Ever at the 2017 New York Film Festival Awards. It's very, very odd. But there's nothing else we can say. I think, I'm just glad I watched it. Yeah, I'm... (laughs) Glad is a strong word. (laughs) Do you know what's... Right, I'm going to say this now out, out loud. For the listeners, our wives watch the whole thing end to end. There are many, many movies that they would refuse to watch because of the quality or lack of quality in the movie. But we sat down and said, we're going to put on this film. It's classed as the worst film of all time. Within five minutes... They were there that was it. Within five minutes, there is a terrible soft porn scene. <laughs> that With no exposition. It's just, hi dear, let's have some sex. Yeah. And yet, they still sat it through. <laughs> I don't understand. And yet, my wife said, Scott Pilgrim versus the world made her hate cinema. Okay. The world is upside down, my friend. The world is upside down. What's that in your hand? This, I hold in my hand, the Holy Grail, or a Holy Grail, to be precise, um, a bottle of Monty Python's Holy Grail Golden Ale by Black Sheep Brewery. As discussed last night, found now this afternoon, and purchased. I feel like I failed. Why? Because because I said I was going to bring it, and then... (laughs) And then you just rock in the shop, the first shop you see. There it is. 
Dude, what can I say? It's the look of the draw. Um, some of us have got it. <laughs> <laughs> I've just got a nose for this sort of thing. That makes you, King Arthur, and me, Galahad, then. Um, not the guy with the coconut scent. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe I'll be him. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? I love the bit in the film where I think it's either Galahad or Lancelot. I can't remember which one it is. Is running towards the castle, and it cuts back to the guards, and he never gets further, and he's always massively in the distance, and then suddenly he's like bang in front of the guards' faces. Yes, that bit. I think is possibly my favourite visual joke of the film. It's time for a rank. What shall we call this feature? The soldiers of hell rank off? Come rank with me? Strictly come ranking? Maybe just a load of rank. I'm not going with Tommy Wiseau or Wiseau. Tommy Wiseau, no. Whatever his name is. No, I'm not giving him anything even remotely like a rank. (laughs) (laughs) The the room has stuck with me 24 hours later on on foot. What's that? You want to borrow my phone? I'm using it, kiddo. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Can I phone? I don't know where it is. This is the best. What? That doesn't make sense. There we have it. A child's from the mouth of babes summing up most people's reaction to our podcast. <laughs> um, I think... Let's go for King Arthur. Not Jon Snow, because John, because the guy playing the coconuts guy... Look like John. A lot like John Snow. Early doors, John Snow, before he cut his, before he grew his hair. Yeah. King Arthur. King uh, Arthur, there for this week. Success. Quest complete. Uh, don't forget if you enjoy the podcast to send us a like or a subscribe or a retweet or a or a favourite or a, do they still do pokes, <laughs> slaps, slaps, yeah, uh, handshakes. Uh, Paper aeroplane Comment would be nice Yeah Anything like that And we'll see you in the next podcast Soldiers of Hell is a Fosgate Studios production If you enjoyed it Please like, subscribe, comment and share